Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is our number three of VSIN Live Bet Tonight coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. Hanging out here on a Wednesday night, and right now in Major League Baseball, the Los Angeles Angels, they lead 2-1 to one against the Oakland Athletics. Seattle Mariners up 3-1 to one in Seattle in the top of the fourth, and then the Milwaukee Brewers up 5-1. Yeah, they, they've opened it up. Uh, they've opened it up here, so 5-1 to one Brewers. Uh, if all else holds, they are going to only be a half game out of the NL wildcard behind the Phillies who lost earlier this evening at Wrigley. Do we dare take St. Louis whenever they repost? I, I, I do not. They were already having a weak lineup tonight. So, you know, do you just say, okay, we gave our guys a day off. We're not mm-hmm. going to use all our arsenal in terms of the pinch hitters. Looks like the offense is returned for the Seattle Mariners because that's kind of been the issue for them. As of late, and they are minus 670 now up to minus 725 over at DraftKings. Rangers plus 490 total sitting at seven and a half. George Kirby's on the mound for Seattle in this game. Uh, the Rangers, though, not really incentivized to winning, yeah, like that. They're just kind of getting some evaluations done out there where the Mariners, who have lost two in a row, I believe it is, really need to kind of. Take yeah, hold of this yeah, and I, and I mean, look, they're 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 getting some help, obviously, because the chaser keeps losing. That's the Baltimore Orioles, who just like back to back, by the way, in uh, Boston. So 
Currently four games back, uh, Seattle can go ahead and go up another half a game. That would be four and a half games with seven to play. Yeah, that's uh, Even though uh, I think the Mariners would still have eight, but only seven to play for Baltimore, so the Mariners got a game in hand. So hours getting very late in uh, at Camden Yards. Well, the, the strength of the Seattle Mariners team, I would say, is probably the pitching and the, specifically the bullpen. Mm-hmm. From a live betting perspective, like let's say they're able to get to the postseason, is this a team that where if they have a lead after four or five innings, as long as the price isn't super punitive, like right. playing minus four fifty right. or something like that, this could be a team that you want. Or even if they're trailing, they're going to get opportunities because that bullpen might yeah. come in and be able to lock a team yeah, down. Yeah, and to your point, it could be a bet on in game. Well, to your point with the total too, also the in game unders. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you want to look at it at that rate, with uh, Seattle's, I think very good in the back half in terms of the setup guys, and then the eighth inning guy, and then of course, yeah, uh, you know, your closer. So. Yeah, that's that's the way I'd be looking with the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind to come playoff time. Now they have to get there first, a chance for them to uh, widen the gap a little bit here this tonight, this evening, I should say, against the Baltimore Royals. As the Orioles have lost already this evening, Mariners will see what they can do as they can get back into the win column up 3-1 to one against the Texas Rangers. So the Milwaukee Brewers still in this inning, my goodness. His inning is the one that's never going to end. No. <laughs> up 5-1 up to one in the bottom of the fifth with two outs, two on for Milwaukee. So a chance to tack on even more insurance runs and then go ahead and close the deal in the top of the ninth. And also in San Francisco, we haven't talked much about this game because it's between two teams who uh, will be out of it this time next week. But the Rockies, they trail the San Francisco Giants 3-1. to one. Giants right now minus 650 on the money line. Rockies plus 450 no. total sitting. At eight and a half. You know, one thing I, I could say too, obviously, the Giants. Uh, I think uh, they're they're eliminated. Yeah, they're not officially eliminated. Like, there's no E by their name yet. But obviously, two games under 500. Some of these teams that aren't going to make the playoffs that are kind of right around 500, and that would be the Giants. I think certainly qualify. Maybe the Twins. Uh, the White Sox twins, by the way, did get the win, I believe, tonight over the Chicago White Sox. So maybe the White Sox aren't the best example here. But these teams that are plus or minus a game or two under 500 to over 500, you know, that does matter. It sounds, you know, weird to say that it does matter when it's like, okay, you didn't make the playoffs. But 82 and 80 is a hell of a lot better than 81 and 81. So the Giants might be a team that I would look at to back maybe in some spots here late in the season. So this information coming from Anthony DeComo um, on Twitter says the Mets are moving Jacob DeGrom up to Friday's series opener okay. against the Atlanta Braves per Buck Showalter. This could change based on the hurricane, but the Mets' current plan for the Braves series is Friday Jacob DeGrom Saturday, Max Scherzer, and then Sunday, Chris Bassett. So Does well, that change your handicap well, on this division? Rate? Well, one of the things we're going to have to see, obviously, is if uh, Atlanta goes ahead and makes the move, you know, to counteract Buck Showalter, because uh, currently the matchups, assuming Atlanta just goes ahead and keeps their guys the same, you'll have DeGrom against Max Freed on Friday night, uh, uh, Max Scherzer against Kyle Wright on Saturday, and then Chris Bassett and Charlie Morton for Sunday night baseball. So, we, I mean, look, uh, now that they've got that game lead, obviously they want to front end. Not that Chris Bassett's a weak link by any stretch no. of the imagination, but 
he's the third starter of that group. And and yeah. I think so. And that's so, no disrespect. And and so really is Charlie Morton, uh, quite frankly, because Fried and Wright have been kind of the co-aces for Atlanta. So, you know, put your best against their best and see how it goes. Yeah, I, it's fascinating to see now. It's almost like we're getting like the playoff decisions that are being made. Yeah. It's like you want DeGrom Scherzer games one, games two to set the tone in a series. And I think it's going to be a scary sight once we get to the LDS and the LCS uh, in the National League there with that New York Mets team. Uh, but DeGrom now going to be the Friday starter here, uh, but it could change based on Hurricane Ian. That could have an impact on this series down there in Atlanta. They're already trying to think about some contingency plans, I believe, potentially moving it up a little bit, but it doesn't sound like the Braves want to mm-hmm. do that. So I guess this is the Mets' way of counterpunching and saying, all right, well, if you guys don't want to move this up, we're going to have right. Grom go on Right, Friday. apparently uh, they were a little <laughs> angry about that. So uh, Buck Showalter uh, showing his spite. And look, uh, we love that. We need a little spice here in the postseason, to be honest with you. Uh, we haven't really had it very much. At least we do have a division race and we have a wild card race, especially in the National League. The American League race about to uh, be closed here in a couple days, you would think. Well, want to discuss a little bit of football with you, Wes, while we have some time. Foosball is the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The medulla oblongata. But some interesting games here coming up in week number four of the National Football League. And I want to start with Thursday night because that's a game that we have tomorrow night mm-hmm. between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk more about the Jets-Steelers in the next segment because I think that probably deserves its own segment, if we're being quite honest. But Dolphins-Bengals tomorrow, Cincinnati now four-point favorites, total sitting at 47 over at DraftKings. I have a play in this game. I bet this Sunday night laying it with Cincinnati. Yeah, so I have that, the same. That number long gone uh, as we sit here on Wednesday night on the eve of this game. I'm really fascinated to see what condition Tua Tungavailoa is. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Tua doesn't even play. Like It, it can right. go that far. I think there's everything's on the table right now. Tua, we might see like a 75-80% Tua with the back and the ankle injury. Or maybe we see Teddy Bridgewater. From an in-game perspective, though, I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to kind of track how yeah. Tua looks early on in that game if he ends up being the starter. Yeah, and you saw the number drop a little bit. There's still some fours out there, but it's basically market consensus three and a half. So it has gone down at least a little bit because I think they got positive injury news. It looks like upgraded to probable for Tua. Also, Taron Armstead upgraded to probable, who's battling a, a toe issue. Of course, he was the big free agent signing. Everybody talks about the trade for Hill, but Taron Armstead to be that left tackle off the oh, New yeah. Orleans Saints offensive line, and they absolutely miss him down in New Orleans. I underestimated how much they were going to miss him. He's a, Jay- good, he's a good player. Yeah, Jalen Waddle still going to be uh, questionable with that groin injury, but I think I, I like Cincinnati, and I bet Cincinnati for probably a lot of the same reasons you did. Cincinnati got some good news, too, on the injury report. Joe Mixon was battling an ankle. He's going to go. Lyle Collins battling a back issue. He's going to go. And that's really really what's been troublesome for the Bengals is they spent a lot of money on that offensive line, haven't gotten the results, but were better last week against the Jets, only gave up two sacks. I think they had given up 13 in the first two weeks. So at least it's progress, I guess, if you're going to be an optimist about the Cincinnati Bengals. But what I really liked that I saw from Cincinnati last week, and I know the Jets are you know no great shakes here, but still they had come off a win, and you got to respect your opponent every single week. 
I like what Cincinnati did. I think 17 of the 21 for the first plays, 21 plays of the game last week in New York, 17 of them were pass plays. I think Zach Taylor maybe figured out, you know, hopefully going forward, if you're a Cincinnati partisan, Mm -hmm. that, hey, we don't need to run so much on first down because we're becoming predictable. So you got to pass it on first down. And that's what gave Cincinnati that lead that was too much for the Jets to overcome. So I want to see you be aggressive and you got a defense that you think, okay, it's a short week. They might be a little tired. That defense for Miami that was on the field for 90 plays, by the way, against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Uh, uh, Miami's offense only ran 39. Still found a way, though, because they were perfect in the red zone and the Bills were not. Yeah, it's also just a really good situational spot too Mm -hmm. for Cincinnati. And I oftentimes don't bet NFL that way at all because I don't think it matters as much as it does, say, in the college. Yeah, it's not. I mean, these guys are pros, so you don't get a lot of those spots. What you basically get, it's not even like a psychological spot that you get. I think it's a lot of market. And that's what it is basically in the NFL and a little bit in college as well in terms of the you know market, how they adjust from week to week. But that's what I think that you have here because people are thinking Miami is for real and maybe they are going to be eventually for real. But still, you go ahead and beat the Bills who everybody was crowning as the AFC East champions. Mm-hmm. And I still have the Bills, by the way, power rated number one in terms of my own personal power ratings. But, you know, Miami did get the victory. So it's like they're riding high. Now, how are they going to go ahead and handle the success here with a Cincinnati team that, quite frankly, has started out very slow that's not used to being the hunted necessarily? Yeah, yeah everyone's talking about Super Bowl hangover for Cincinnati, and that was the talk all offseason about could they beat the Super Bowl hangover? They start the year 0-2. Maybe they get it back on track with a win over the Miami Dolphins tomorrow night. On the other side, I want to ask Wes about an in-game question. When to change your mind in-game from your pre-flop bet? we we'll discuss that next here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide will be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have, folks, with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. So give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here in Las Vegas. And in the last segment, we were discussing Thursday night football's game. Mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals wearing the icy white uniforms, all white helmet. And the end zone's going to be painted white. Logo painted white. It's going to be a fun, festive atmosphere yes. over there at uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Or I think they in the a, jungle. They got a sponsor. I don't know what it's called now, but it's always going to be called Paul Brown Stadium. Uh, over on the Amazon Prime, but it should be a lot of fun tomorrow night. We're both on Cincinnati, which we talked about a little bit during the break, and I wanted to bring the discussion here on air. When you have a bet pre-flop, like we're both here on the Bengals, at what point do you change your mind based on the data that you're seeing in the game? Because we all have our preconceived notions about what might happen in right. the game and the pre-flop handicap being what it is. When do you flip the switch? to then potentially go to the Miami side if need be, and it's starting out well for the Dolphins. As yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's a tough question to answer. Obviously, there's a lot of different scenarios mm-hmm. that could play out, but you know, you want to see, I think the reason why this line moved, besides the situation that we talked about, I think that was certainly accounted for based on the people that did bet Cincinnati early, but a lot of this was, okay, how is Tua going to be? Because we know it got put out that, oh, uh, you know, it was a back injury uh, and, and you know maybe there's a small one but it looked yeah. like a head injury to me uh based the, on uh the, the back he, protocol yeah he, he he was uh he was wobbly uh <laughs> certainly to uh uh leave the field and then came back in a lot of the people on the twitter machine were not happy with that decision necessarily uh but nevertheless he came back in finished the game up but you know, I think you want to see how he looks a little bit, and then I think I want to see what Cincinnati's game plan is. Going back to what we talked about at the, toward the end of the last segment was 
is Zach Taylor going to revert back to what he does, where he runs all the time on first down? You know, I don't have not, it's not that I'd mind running on first down, but he just does it over and over again, and you get so predictable. Take the same game plan. I mean, I would want to, I would want to put my foot on the gas against this Miami defense, you know, because this you would think is going to be a tired defense playing on only, a, you know, three days in between a game. They were in that, you know, hot ass temperature down there in, uh, in South Florida. And that that's what I would be, you know, looking at. But in terms of, you know, if I want to bail on Cincinnati per se, that's all about, that's all about the game plan. If all of a sudden you're seeing Cincinnati run and then it's three and out and they're getting stopped. And, you know, if Tua looks okay, then may, then maybe a bail on it, but uh, a lot of it is going to be, I guess, dictated just basically on momentum. You know, lo- looking at looking at the market, but I think that we have the right side going in in Cincinnati. But mm-hmm. I think your question is fair into the fact that you don't want to necessarily be stubborn if you're out of it. So I don't know if I necessarily have a target number yeah. of what this is going to be tomorrow, but you know. I, I, I mean, I, I would be, you know, I'm always willing to bail if I think it's the right time to bail. But just because you get down early, it's like, oh, I'm down seven nothing. Get the hell out. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you know, early. women and women and children first and everybody else <laughs> last. But, you know, so you don't want to necessarily do that. But, you know, a lot of it I'm going to be looking early on to see what that Cincinnati game plan and obviously to his health if he is off a little bit. And I see him kind of missing easy throws that he's shown that he can make the first three games. Then I'm going to hold on to what I got. And I think that's a really good way to go look at it. Says don't be stubborn mm-hmm. because it's easy, especially when you have a bet no. that gets some closing line value yeah. through a key number, the be- most key number of all in the NFL. You want to almost think that all right, I'm in good. Mm-hmm. I'm in good. I'm mm-hmm. in good. But sometimes you got to have that switch of okay, it's not playing out how I like. Yeah. Like you mentioned, maybe they're being too predictable on those early downs, or maybe an injury happens, or maybe they're just not playing very well, and maybe the Bengals have that Super Bowl hangover and the Dolphins are actually legit to where you want to get out of there, yeah. but you can't be too beholden to what you thought coming in. And to your point about being stubborn, that's often the, you know, the bane of a, of a sports better's existence because you can be stubborn because it's not just about you know, winning the money and whatnot at, you know, whatever your bankroll is and, you know, cashing a ticket necessarily. It's about the ego of being right. And we talk about that all the time. That really matters to certain people. I don't care, you know, if you've got small skin in the game or big skin in the game necessarily, you want to be right. So it's like, well, I want to, I want to trust my handicap. I want to trust, but look, you're going to get some wrong. You know, it's like what I talk about with season win totals and whatnot, Sometimes you're just wrong on a team and and maybe it, you know there's always going to be a couple of teams especially in the NFL that are going to be way better than you thought they were and then there are going to be teams that are way worse. Now right now and going into week 4 that's not the time to make that judgment really <laughs> on anybody. Even some of the real bottom teams like we look at the at the Raiders. They're 0 and 3. Are they really the worst team in the NFL? Of course they're not the worst team in the NFL. Because I was talking about this on on a couple spots. I was doing this afternoon with some uh, stations around the country. And they're 0-3, but they've only lost by a combined 13 points, the Raiders. So, you know, you don't want to make too many snap judgments because of something that you said that that I, I actually take to heart, and I think our listeners and viewers should, this is still a little bit preseasoning. Now we're getting into the real deal, though. Now that we've got three games under the belt 
everybody's played, everybody, you know, relatively speaking, is in game shape. So, you know, when you have these guys that just don't play in the preseason, it is very hard handicap. I think for the curves couple of weeks. So if you're if you're behind the eight ball a little bit, maybe struggled out of the gate, do not panic because eventually, you know, I kind of think for a handicapper, if you're a good one, water's going to find its level. Yeah. So don't panic if you know you got off to kind of a shaky start here because now we're going to I think kind of get true values and really true over these next three or so weeks as we get into like mid to late October. Then we're going to know who the pretenders are and we're going to know who the contenders are as well. Yeah, I, I can't wait to find that out because uh, the early season September stuff, it's a little wonky. I think it's one of the reasons why you see a team like the Atlanta Falcons playing well early right. on. They played their guys all throughout the preseason. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You saw them week one of the preseason, week two of the preseason. I think even in week three, Mariota starting those yeah. games and they're actually getting reps. And what do you know? In September, they look like a team that's in rhythm. Their offense is flowing. They've been they've Every game they played has gone to the over. One of the rare teams that that's happened with. So I think getting those reps, because football is a sport, a lot of people say, well, just don't play guys, get them healthy, get them to the season. To be good at football, you got to practice football. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you have to practice. A- ab- absolutely. You could be the professional, the best in the world, or whatever. You still need to practice. They don't have training camp out there just for the vibes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, there's a reason why these things are in place because you got to get well, ready for the season. Well, and what you're really seeing that too is the offensive line play. How many of these offensive lines look just out of rhythm? And that can happen with just one different, uh, you know, starter or or a rookie starting. I was having a conversation with a a friend of mine that's a radio host in Indianapolis, and he posed a question to me about on an offensive line, would you rather have two tens and a bunch of bottom, you know, like threes and fours, or would you rather have like an average of sixes and sevens? Because that matters, and I would be the latter, because you got to get that continuity on the offensive line. When you have such a glaring weakness, it really shows up. You don't have to have the coach's tape to see this on film. It absolutely showed up, and I think like uh, for the Colts, perfect example, couple all-pro guys, you know, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and then you've seen what they've thrown out there at left tackle, and you've seen the right guard also really struggle. Mark Lewinsky, who's with the Giants now, was pretty darn good veteran steady Eddie, and that's what you need on offensive lines. That's why I think the scoring is down in this league. I don't think it's the quarterback play or the receivers. I think it's the offensive line just are getting beat by the defensive lines because it takes longer to have that chemistry. Can't block, can't score. Yeah. simple. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're, you know, uh, an old coach once told me your offense is what you can block, mm-hmm. whether it's pass block or run block, and that, and that's all there is to it. With that said, Thursday night, total sitting at 47.5 over at DraftKings. If the Bengals try to push the tempo knowing that the Dolphins played 90 defensive snaps yes. four days ago, maybe a little bit of an over? I mean, it could be, and, and look, I think Miami – you know, if they're going to play Tua, they're going to let him throw the football and not be overly reliant on that run game necessarily. I, I And you said it a couple of days ago, I believe, or it might have been yesterday, I think. But the overs are going to eventually start to come. Well, how, how many have we had in prime time? I don't know if we've had any, have we? I don't think we've had maybe one. Yeah. I think in prime time. Yeah, yeah, it was the, actually last week, the Steelers-Browns, yes. which was the lowest total well, of that, them all. Monday night actually, too, went over. Oh, <laughs> okay, enough. it did go, yeah. it so did got, go so late. Too. But you are yeah. going to see, to your point, you are going to start to see, I think, 
it even out a little bit more. It's 60% or a little bit over with the unders right now. You're going to see more overs here in the next couple weeks. Maybe it starts tomorrow with the Dolphins and the Bengals. On the other side, we'll talk a little bit of baseball and then get to that Jets-Steelers game. That's going to be really interesting from a live betting perspective. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, Get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We were joking during the break. Uh, the situation that went on in Toronto. Yeah, if if with, if, with our buddy. if you had a losing night betting, uh, you didn't have as rough of a night apparently as uh, Blue Jays fan Frankie Lasagna. Frankie Lasagna. Frankie Lasagna. Man, you could go a lot of different <laughs> ways with what that name sounds like, but. Uh, you know, in terms of different occupations, yes. uh, he's, got a, he's got a one eight hundred number, and he's that, gone thirteen and two in his last fifteen. He's got a fifty star lock, <laughs> or maybe he was uh, he was a uh, uh, you know old Frankie Lasagna from yeah. Brooklyn. Uh, you know, uh, got busted running a legal book like back in the seventies or yes. something. Uh, one of us, I see somebody tweet. Uh, about Frankie Lasagna seeing the ball bounce off his glove and it's Tony Soprano like looking all depressed. That sounds like one of Tony's <laughs> capos, doesn't it? It does. He definitely owns an Italian restaurant or something that's going on there. Because if they're, if they're going to call you Frankie yeah. Lasagna, you got to have the best sauce in town. Well, he, he's <laughs> going to need he's going to need a bottle of red and a bottle of white, like uh, Billy Joel scenes from an Italian restaurant. Bottle of rosé, bottle of vodka, or Jack Daniels, or something to get him through that. So Frankie Lasagna, had, it was this close to catching Aaron Judge's 61st home run. Unfortunately, it uh, goes off the glove and into the bullpen. So tough night for all Frankie Lasagna. But staying on the Major League Baseball path, uh, more of the serious playoff note, Milwaukee beats St. Louis 5-1, to and this tweet from Jeff Passan, suddenly the Brewers are a half game behind the Phillies for the final National League wildcard spot. Tiebreaker goes to the Phillies, so Milwaukee needs to finish a game ahead. Brewers close Marlins, D-backs, Phillies at Cubs, Astros. Mm-hmm. Who do you give the edge to, Wes, here in this National League wildcard race? Oh, man, that is that is very, that is very narrow here uh, uh, with the uh, end of that schedule. Uh, you know, just looking at the Phillies, uh, you worry a little bit about that bullpen, but the Brewers bullpen. Look, uh, remember that was the trade, uh, Rogers for uh, for Josh Hader, and both have had their struggles, I think, in in their new surroundings, really. So, uh, you know, the Phillies bullpen, I've I've been concerned about it all year. Somehow, they are still very much in the race, but uh, you know, like you said, they have that series with the Nationals, and then they close with Houston. Obviously, Milwaukee, I think, has the much more favorable schedule. Yeah, no. I, even though I think the Phillies are the better team. Yeah, I, I think I think Milwaukee somehow finds a way to get get it done. They, they they felt like they've been a good team all season. Now they had that rough patch after the trade deadline, but I think now that they've gotten everything back on track. 
Milwaukee feels like they're the side to to get it done and get to the playoffs. But you know, mm-hmm. we got to figure out what happens over the course of this next week. Uh, right now, up in Seattle, the Seattle Mariners lead the Rangers three to one in the seventh. So a fast moving game yeah. over at T Mobile Park. The Rangers plus six seventy five on the money line. Total sitting at five and a half. Juice toward the under minus one forty five. Over plus 150. You were speaking of the uh, Astros. Uh, by the way, they now found themselves down in the top of the 10th to the Diamondbacks. Three to two. Uh, not the huge price that usually you would be getting if you're if you're going against Justin Verlander. And in fact, this got absolutely steamed. Uh, this is about 170, 175. I know we were talking about this in the overnight. Mm-hmm. And this went down, I think, to about 142. I think I'm seeing is the market low at DraftKings, actually, is the market low at plus 140. Total, oh, tough beat. Uh, you know, if you're betting the uh, Gallon and Verlander under, yeah, it's now gone over the total. This did close, I believe, six minus a dollar 20 at DraftKings. So look, uh, the ghost runner is the enemy of underbetters everywhere. That's why uh, I'm very happy to see it go, at least for the playoffs. So, uh, uh, Diamondbacks get three runs here in the top of the 10th. Uh, game goes over the total and looks like the Diamondbacks will get there as a nice dog price. Yeah, that's a good win for the Diamondbacks who have been frisky and we've talked Although about Although they still do have the bottom of the 10th, but nevertheless, uh, 5 to 2 minus 10.50 on the money line plus mm-hmm. 6.50 and that'll probably even go up once that's repriced. Still scoreless in San Diego. Does that surprise you a little? Dodgers, Padres, no score? Yeah, you, you needed it because, uh, look, they had to use the bullpen in leverage situations last night, both of these teams. So uh, uh, Joe Musgrove does go five innings and strikes out eight, but does walk four, gives up four hits. So 106 pitches through five innings, very similar to last night when Snell had that high pitch count, did go six innings. Uh, Julio Urias, only 68 pitches so far. So... Certainly, you would at least lean to the Dodgers at this standpoint. What are they, minus 125 currently? If that uh, I'm is seeing even money on the Dodgers. Padres minus 130. Okay, yeah, because the Padres do get the first runner on here in the bottom of the fifth. So, uh, uh, yeah, who who was that that got that hit? It was uh, Nola that got that hit. So, now you do see the Padres become the favorite. I was looking. I wasn't sure if this had completed five innings, but... Joe Musgrove, you got to think, is definitely done for the night, even though he does go over, as you saw at the uh, bottom crawl of the screen, over five and a half strikeouts. But I think his night is now over. Also on the West Coast, the San Francisco Giants lead the Colorado Rockies 3-2. to two. And right now, Giants minus 345, Rockies plus 265. Total seven and a half juice towards the over at minus 135. The under plus 105 in this game between a couple uh, teams that are going to be done mm-hmm. uh, this time next week. So top of the six in that one, Giants leading that game three to two. But wanted to talk to you about the Jets and Steelers game coming up this Sunday, Wes. And what a game this will be. Zach Wilson, according to head coach Robert Sala of the New York Jets, is going to get the start, his first start here of the 2022 season as he's coming back from that knee injury he suffered in the preseason. Wilson, as long as there's no setbacks during practice this week, he will be QB1 this weekend. Steelers trotting out Mitch Trubisky after the 10-day layoff. From a live betting perspective, from the Wilson side of things, right? I almost, how do you attack this? Because it seems like there's such high variance mm-hmm. because we don't know what Zach Wilson in year two looks like. 
do you almost need to see a couple drives, maybe three drives, before you can really make an informed decision about yeah. how you want to bet this in game? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the Jets, apparently, with quarterback concerns. If this uh, report mm-hmm. is to be believed, uh, this was uh, Mike Florio, I believe, at Pro Football Talk was on the radio there in Pittsburgh saying that Mitch Trubisky is playing for his job on Sunday. Now, I don't know you know, how much to believe of that, but uh, he was saying that he thought that Mitch Trubisky could get pulled mid-game if he struggled versus the Jets. And I know when we were in here for Thursday Night Football last week, Steelers-Browns, it was kind of like, is this the time to maybe go to Kenny Pickett? Even though I don't think this one and two start is necessarily on Mitch Trubisky, but you kind of know you kind of know what you got here. Just the fact that I think it was in the first half. I don't have the final stats, but I remember looking at those half stats when we were doing the halftime analysis. And Mitch Trubisky was like two of five inside the pocket for one yard. It's like he can only throw when he's on the run, especially when he's going to his right. And you just wonder, it's like, man, when do you go to Kenny Pickett? Do you do it in a soft landing spot against a, a Jets team that the Steelers, I think, quite frankly, should be better than and feel confident that they are better than? Because you never want to put like a rookie quarterback, like you don't want to do it next week in Buffalo. I don't care if they, I don't care if they have like all of their secondary out, which they pretty much seemingly had, at least all the first stringers against also, Miami. That's coming back. It's yeah. a under the radar thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like you want to do that at Buffalo or you want to do it the following week against Tampa Bay, one of the best defenses, or against Miami, which is one of the hotter teams in the leagues. And then you have the road game against the Eagles. That's your October, by the way, at Bills, Buccaneers at home, at Miami, at Philadelphia. Oh, Not a real lot of soft landing spots to go ahead and get Penny, Kenny Pickett. So that's why I was thinking, okay, maybe this is where you want to get your offensive rookie of the year if you're not already invested. I know our colleague Matt Brown also said that, you know, because against the Jets, it's like, okay, this is where you have the opportunity to get the most confidence in a guy. Because if you look at the opponents, the opponents combined record in October for the Steelers are 10-2. and two. So... You know, this is this is a game. I mean, every game is 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 important. Every game is a must win. So I don't believe in that cliche necessarily, but it's the one you got to think the Steelers got to have because there's a lot of games where they're going to be big underdogs coming up this month. Gosh, I, I almost wondered. Do you think that Tomlin will have the strength? To not put Pickett in, even or, though or, that's that gauntlet that's big, coming up? Yeah, I'm wondering how stubborn he is going to be because, look, he's been there a long time. It's going to get loud. He's, he's earned himself some credibility with the organization, but the fans are going to be like, okay, come on, come on, and maybe yeah. he's going to be really resistant to go ahead and do that. So, uh, you know, from a live perspective, this is a game I have not bet pre-flop that I have no idea what to do with. Yeah, I have a pre-flop bet on it. I took the three and a half with the Jets. Uh, a couple days ago when I thought Minka Fitzpatrick might not be out. Or he's still playing, questionable with the concussion. Yeah, he was a full go at practice today, so okay. I assume that he's good to go. But Zach Wilson now going to be the QB. We'll talk more about this game on the other side, but how we can attack it in-game here on Visa and Live Bet tonight. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, 
You don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Pool. I should get in that, Femi. I, think I, I think I would do pretty well. You, you actually. and Marcus Rashford, who's on the graphic there. Shout yes. Out, shout out yeah, I, 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 want, I want like a, <laughs> a trivia type of thing that, you know, nobody knows any, you know, and more information than you would care to know about <laughs> random stuff. I'm your guy. Have you ever applied to be on Jeopardy or anything like that? I, I actually, uh, I did not get on the show, unfortunately. I did apply for college Jeopardy. Uh, you didn't hit the hook shot from half court? I, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did not, uh, unfortunately, get invited out there. Uh, I never got to try out for the sports Jeopardy, though, that Dan Patrick, of course, mm. hosted, I believe, on NBCSN a few years ago. I definitely should have tried out for that. Yeah. Or stump the Schwab back in the day. I know, but that was a fun Schwab, Schwab would hand me my you-know-what, though. <laughs> you think you know, and then this guy just pulls it out of nowhere. Yeah, no, that was, that was always fun. We got to bring the sports trivia shows back. That was a fun yes. time way back when in the 90s and the early 2000s. Because uh, Peyton Manning, I believe, is doing the College Bowl again, and they get, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I always like when I watch Jeopardy, when I play against, like, the teenagers. I'm crushing them. Yeah. I feel. I feel like uh, the, if on Seinfeld, said, if in you the 1984 Rose Bowl, so yeah. it's a- <laughs> boom. It, it's it's like uh, uh, the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer was in the karate class and he's fighting children. 
Hmm. And he's like, she's like, what are you doing? I'm dominating. Like, <laughs> you're fighting children? We're all at the same level. Yeah, all white belts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, these are like little eight and nine-year-old kids. He's just like <laughs> scaring them half to death where they're running out of the studio. You know what? <laughs> if you're all white belts. Yes. All is fair. Exactly. <laughs> in, in karate. Um, welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Bebefe, Wes Reynolds, final segment. Coming up at the top of the hour, our buddy Greg Peterson with the Greg Peterson experience as he wraps up the day in sports. Uh, right now, still scoreless in San Diego. Nothing, nothing between the Dodgers and the Padres. San Diego minus 120 on the money line. Dodgers minus 110 yeah. total sitting at three. Bullpen game the rest of the game for the Friars here. Urias uh, got through five innings, only 76 pitches. Uh Similar to last night where it felt like the Dodgers had the advantage, uh, but the Padres able to pull one out. So, uh, you know, Dodgers lead the league. I don't know where the Padres fall on that, but I think it was last night I saw a stat. They had 45 come-from-behind wins, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I guess when you win 106 games, you're going to have to come from behind, at least in your fair share of those. But uh, still nothing, nothing here. Obviously, the Padres uh, right in the crux of the wild card race. Uh, it looks like, you know, they're going to get there. They have not officially clinched. I think the magic number is four, if I'm, if I'm, uh, the there. yeah, for the Padres, oh, for the Padres uh, sorry. to go ahead and get the uh, wild card because, uh, the loser in the NL East is obviously going to get the first spot. Padres 86 and 68. So I believe, uh, just looking behind there, the Brewers would be three and a half back of the Padres in the wild card with eight games to play. What do you think about this game out west? between the A's and the Angels. Right now, the Angels lead 3-1, to one, total sitting at 6.5, but we've talked about these games mm-hmm. between teams that don't really care about the results. Right. The money line on the A's is 7-1. to one. Yeah, and, and if you looked last night, remember we thought, okay, this game is going to be you know just a mash fest. This is going to go over. I think both teams had a three spot in the second inning. It ends up four to three, (laughs) you know, because more often than not, you know, I'm going to want to look over at least first, you know, not necessarily bet over, but at least look to the over Mm. when you've got these bad teams that are out of it, because you do see some very high scoring games, lower scoring game again tonight, three to one, you know, in these type of games though, we saw it, I think with the Tigers and the Royals last night, what were the Tigers and the, in the ninth inning, Gosh, something like yeah, four to one or it was something. A big price. Yeah, and and they went ahead and, and got it done and walked off and in, in extras. So you know, very well could happen. Those are the type of games you feel like it's going to happen when you've got these two teams that are both bad and pretty even. So I'm not going to get involved, but I would certainly not, you know, necessarily advise against uh, going against or going with the A's here on the big number. Yeah, agreed. I think it's a the A's could be an interesting play. I'm not going to bet it with my even, line. Even though, cards. even though they 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 really struggle to put a bat on the ball, the A's, uh, the poor. Uh, I know my my old partner Brady Cannon calls them the swinging A's. They've been swinging a lot, but <laughs> they've been missing a lot this year too. Now up to eight to one, so it's it's a, you're you're getting a triple A price right right there. Yes, with with the Oakland A's in the sixth inning. But uh, as we have five and a half minutes left, wanted to get back to the Jets and the Steelers because this is going to be a really fun game from an in-game perspective. Not the sexiest matchup, but a lot of uncertainty around the most important position, which mm-hmm. is quarterbacks on both sides. So the whole trubisky picket situation. Yes. The report from Mike Florio that you mentioned there from the radio station that he said that he believes Trubisky playing for his job and could be pulled at halftime mm-hmm. or some point in the game if he doesn't live up to expectations – 
But on the Zach Wilson side, I'm curious to see who he targets because Garrett Wilson clearly has a rapport with Joe Flacco yes. through these first three weeks. Wilson had a rapport with Elijah Moore last season. Mm-hmm. Is this a spot to where maybe you identify some Elijah Moore prop and get some overs knowing now that Zach Wilson is the trigger man behind No, Seth. no, I think that's that's a good call by you uh, because, look, uh, everybody kind of has their favorite target. It's going to take time with uh, Wilson and Wilson, you know, the law firm there in New York to uh, <laughs> get used to each other. But, uh, uh, you know, when I look back at, at Wilson last year, do you want to look at maybe some tight end props? Uh, Ozuma's back, right? Yeah, yeah CJ yeah. Uzama? Yeah. yeah, Uzama's back, so... You know, that was the guy I think that he used a little bit as a tight end and then see some of the running backs that they're going to use. I think New York's got a decent little core of running backs with Michael Carter out of North Carolina and Brees Hall, of course, the rookie out of Iowa State. But to your point on receivers, I think more than likely you would maybe want to look at Elijah Moore a little bit. Uh, Braxton Barrios was kind of the underneath possession guy as well. So, you know, that could get those guys a little bit more involved in the offense, and that's what I think that they want to do in New York. Because as a Cowboys fan, I've been seeing it with Cooper Rush. He clearly, from the practice squad days, has a rapport with Noah Brown. Mm -hmm. So in moments of crisis, he targets Noah Brown. Even though CeeDee Lamb is the bona fide number one pass catcher on the Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz being the second guy. Well, now with Michael Gallup coming back, we hope on Sunday that he can be the second guy. But you see him go to Noah Brown often because he trusts him. He has that rapport. Zach Wilson has a lot of rapport with Elijah Moore dating back to last year. Now, he got some time at training camp to throw to Garrett Wilson, but he missed quite a bit of time during that end of yeah. training camp once the preseason was going So on. it's going to take probably a couple a games. Now, eventually, they're going to be like, okay, get this dude the ball. <laughs> yeah. This guy was a first-round yeah. pick for a reason. Have He's you seen our the future. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, get this guy the rock if, if you can. But it is going to take a couple games at least to develop that chemistry. What do you think we see from Wilson? Do you think he looks like he's a better quarterback this year, or is it some of the similar struggles we saw in 2021? It's probably going to take a little while longer, you would think, even though I think he has more talent around him with the addition of Wilson and then, of course, with the addition of Brees Hall. So, look, the Jets, I think, were widely praised for their draft. They had a very good draft, I thought, but they had the opportunity to have a good draft because they're picking so high. Uh, basically, you know, added some guys on the defense as well to that to that pass rush, and then of course uh, to the secondary. So, look, I I think you know Joe Flacco was okay, you know, in in the first three games, but he wasn't great, especially that Baltimore game. Now against Cleveland, he would, when the money was on the line, he surely got him there. So, uh, you know, this is what you have to do. Wilson is your future. You've got to give it a little bit of time. This is only the second year. It's like if they don't succeed right away. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. So uh, that will be interesting. Uh, uh, one spot I did want to bring up here, too. I think there's only one of them, actually two of them, Seattle and Detroit, and also Arizona against Carolina. What you're going to want to look at week to week and what you're always going to hear is a narrative, kind of a myth that has been around forever and still has not been debunked, apparently. It's the West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Last year, when this situation happened, you had a team from the Pacific time zone traveling to the Eastern time zone. So you're thinking, oh, man, that's such an early game. They got to play at 10 o'clock in the morning. They're not used to that. Last year, the West Coast teams, by the way, were 15 and 8 when they, against the number when they traveled to the Eastern time zone. Go all the way back to 1980. 
352-299-14. So the West teams have a winning record against the number against the East teams, but yet you always hear, oh, these West Coast teams, it's like they can change practice times, guys. <laughs> you know, they can adjust schedules. They know that there's a three-hour time difference. And that was our pro tip of the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. To your point, the Seahawks have mastered it under Pete Carroll. They They're thrive. always good. I've went against they them a thrive. few times, and they've handed me my yeah. you-know-what. They thrive in that spot. So don't fade Seattle. In fact, I already bet them on Sunday, plus 6.5. Hopefully that comes home for me. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Femi Abebefe for Aaron Oster behind the glass and our entire crew here at the Circa, wishing you all the best of luck coming up tomorrow. Coming up at the top of the hour, the Greg Peterson Experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football is here. The VSIN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VSIN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans Mike Pritchard, Super Bowl champion Sean King, former NFL exec Michael Lombardi, and broadcasting legend Brent Musburger. Start your VEASAN subscription today to get access to our football betting experts all season long. Did you miss a VEASAN show? We have multiple daily and weekly podcasts to keep you up to date on all the latest sports betting action. VEASAN Best Bets bring you the highlights from our daily lineup of shows, including Follow the Money and a Numbers Game. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum gets you ready with the latest lines and action. Beating the Book with Yale Alexander provides the insider view on analytics-based betting strategy from professional bettors, handicappers, and sportsbook operators. Visit vcin.com slash podcast today to find all of our podcast options. Nobody covers football weekends like vcin. Wake up with live editions of the Lombardi Line Saturdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. A key component to this game before betting is Donovan Smith going to play. Get updates and strategy on the biggest season-long tournaments with the Football Contest Show Saturdays at 8 p.m. Then hear from Matt Humans and handicapping experts with Sunday Bet Prep at 9 p.m. Gear up for the NFL slate with Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff Sundays at noon. I've said I'm saving the bills. I go. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.